Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, X-Zone Radio TV. For more information on the X-Zone Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.xzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. too good to be true. Thank you for taking the time to listen. The subject for today's show is the mysteries of water. Before we start getting into details, let's just briefly talk about psychic insight and how we apply it. We choose a subject and research it, and based on that research, we determine what we think needs to be be explained by creating a series of questions. Then Justina provides psychic insight to answer those questions. The psychic insight is narrated towards the end of the show. Accepting the psychic insight is a question of individual belief. Now let's go through the disclaimers. Here are the disclaimers. Neither of us claim to have any expertise in any subjects that we discuss. We relate information we find through research and the psychic insight. We are always delighted to hear from the listeners. The show only lasts an hour. We don't have the time to present exhaustive research on any topic. This means that there will be information that we miss. We want to provide a basis for the psychic insight. We don't care if a theory turns out too good to be true, as the show name suggests. We are only interested in finding out more of the truth about topics. Spirit can only relate insight that is appropriate for our time in history. Free will cannot be affected. Only comments that are appropriate for our time can be given through the psychic insight. Much of the subject matter in shows may have already been covered many times in other media. 
We want to look in the subjects in a new, different way and be thought-provoking. We are not so good with pronouncing names. We apologize. And neither of us have any particular knowledge of advanced physics, mineralogy, or related subjects. If we have misstated anything, we apologize. Water might seem like an odd subject for an episode because it's so familiar to everyone. Everybody has to know about water. Nothing can live without it. I've always wondered if dousing rods actually work to find water. But as we learn more and more discoveries about the universe, one of the first questions asked is, has water been discovered there? Water is the only chemical substance that can be found naturally on the planet in the form of a solid, liquid, or a gas. Adults are made up of 55 to 60% water, while newborns are 70% or more. Random facts about water are fun. Please mention some more. The following facts are selected from the BuzzFeed website. If all the water was evenly spread over the Earth's surface, it would have a depth of 3,700 meters. 97% of the Earth's water is salty, 2.1% is locked up in polar ice caps, and less than 1% is available as fresh water. Water is sticky, the molecules love to stick to things, especially each other. It's what gives it such a large surface tension. It keeps you alive, it means water can pull blood up narrow vessels in the body, often against the force of gravity. Water should be a gas at room temperature. All similar molecules, such as hydrogen sulfide and ammonia, are gases. The stickiness of water molecules holds them together as a liquid. Water is the second most common molecule in the universe. The most common is hydrogen gas, H2. The biggest known cloud of water vapor was discovered by NASA scientists around a black hole 12 billion light years from Earth. There is 140 trillion times as much water in it as all the water in the world's oceans. All the water on Earth arrived in comets and asteroids. It happened between 4.5 billion and 3.8 billion years ago, a period called the late heavy bombardment. Uh, 3,700 meters is just over two and a quarter miles. We think about water being in oceans, lakes and rivers and in our homes available when we turn on the tap. But the air we breathe is a mixture of gases, including oxygen, as well as water vapor. Rain, sleet and snow are delivered in a cycle where water vapor enriches the air and then is precipitated from it. Apparently, there is an interaction of water vapor with the ozone layer that I don't think many are aware of. The following is from the LifeScience website from an article entitled Water leaking into stratosphere could harm ozone, posted in 2013. Quote, some of the coldest air on the planet lies above the tropics, and through this cold zone, more water than expected sneaks into the higher reaches of the atmosphere, a new study finds. Upon reaching the stratosphere, the layer of the atmosphere above the one in which we live, water vapor acts as a potent greenhouse gas and destroys the protective ozone, unquote. The article reports that large-scale convection currents in the atmosphere bring air towards upwards in the tropics, driving water into the stratosphere with, thunderstorm, with thunderstorms that are able to punch water and pollutants directly through the troposphere. Data from flights made by NASA into the stratosphere were being used to measure water vapor. Apparently, too much water vapor is getting too high and causing harm. Without the ozone layer, we wouldn't be protected from the sun's ultraviolet rays and the planet would lose trapped heat and cool down, along with other possibilities for environmental disaster. So besides the planet becoming polluted, we also have to worry about the result being at best a global ice age. It seems to be the case that everything in the environment has to be just so to sustain life on the planet. I guess if we lost some gravity, we'd lose our oceans. Besides finding disturbing information, did you find anything on why water has unique properties? There's an article on the Science Alert website from April of 2018 entitled, Water Behaves Differently from All Other Liquids and We, finally, and we Finally Know Why. Here's a quote from the article. Quote, Room temperature and as ice, water has a tetrahedral arrangement of molecules, which means every water molecule is bonded to four others in a rough pyramid shape. Researchers from the University of Bristol and the University of Tokyo used a supercomputer and computer modeling to make changes in this pyramid-like nature of water molecules. By making these adjustments, they could make water behave more like other liquids, for instance, making ice denser than liquid water so that it sinks to the bottom. 
This, the team said, worked across all of water's peculiarities, indicating that water's anomalous properties are a direct result of its special molecular arrangement, unquote. We get so used to ice floating on top of water that we don't even think that solids are denser than liquids and that water should be on top of the ice and not the other way around. Yes, water is most dense at about 4 degrees Celsius or about 39 degrees Fahrenheit. That has been explained by how the hydrogen oxygen atoms in nearby water molecules are attracted by what is termed hydrogen bonding. It sounds like there has to be the right molecular arrangement as well. The science of the article continues with the idea that if water wasn't so weird, the alternative might be no life anywhere. Quote, without water being the way it is, life as we know it wouldn't be possible. It doesn't compress easily, which means it can be pushed around, flowing through our veins, carrying our blood cells, for instance. Because it is such a good solvent, the water in our bodies can dissolve the nutrients we need to function. Even the low density of water helps, ice, helps life. If lakes froze in the bottom, life within them would die. And that same low density is also why water expands when frozen, which in turn has helped shape our planet. When water seeps into rocks, freezes, expands, and breaks the rock apart from the inside. The universe never ceases to be an absolutely gobsmacking place, unquote. I wonder if there are parallel universes where water isn't so weird. So besides having molecules arranging themselves roughly as pyramids, what else is fascinating about water? I think the subject of homeopathy and the belief that water somehow has memory is rather fascinating. The belief is that water has the ability to remember the shape of the medicine it once contained. Here is part of an article from the website Skeptical Raptor, and I quote, Homeopathic potions are prepared by serial diluting the original substance. Could be anything from diseased tissue to arsenic to snake venom plus mercury, with shaking and forceful striking on elastic body which they term secession. Each dilution followed by secession is assumed to increase the effectiveness. Homeopaths call this process potinization. So far, it's just merely diluting and shaking, so nothing special there. This dilution process is such that there is only a tiny possibility of any molecule of the original substance showing up in solution. That's why it's just water, end quote. I think the slogan associated with the skeptical raps, rap, skeptical raptor website, which is stalking pseudoscience in the internet jungle, is very amusing. Without assuming anything about water memory, homeopathy just sounds like a bunch of dilutions, with the final concentration by doing the math being about zero. The American Society of Homeopaths website describes the principles of homeopathy as follows, quote, the uniqueness of homeopathy rests with the three central principles that guide all remedy selection, be it for self-limiting acute concern or a chronic condition. Law similars, minimum dose, single remedy, unquote. What is the law of similars? According to the website CIRAM, it is as follows, quote, the law of similars or similarity principle is one of the two basic concepts of homeopathy. According to this principle, every disease is said to be curable by substances causing similar symptoms when taken by a healthy patient. The law of similars is not only a rule of thumb in homeopathy, but is understood as a basic law of nature, unquote. What are the minimum dose and single remedy? The minimum dose is the dose necessary to trig trigger the body's intrinsic healing response. The single remedy assumes that once the body's healing response is triggered, there is no need for further medication. Is alcohol used in homeopathic preparations? Only as a stabilizer and preservative. To be marketed in the United States, medicines have to be safe and effective. So can these remedies be used? I guess if something is essentially water, it, it isn't medicine. These solutions can be delighted so much that the final concentration is billionths of the initial concentration. Well, after this short break, we'll have to talk about what other substances are used in these solutions. But you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net.
It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we were talking about homeopathic solutions and how they're prepared. And besides diseased tissue, arsenic, or snake venom plus mercury, which we mentioned, Dad, what other substances are used in these solutions? According to Wikipedia, it can be a a variety of substances as follows. Quote, homeopathy uses animal, plant, mineral, and synthetic substances in its preparations, generally referring to them using Latin or faux Latin names. Examples include arsenicum album, arsenic oxide, natrum muriaticum, sodium chloride or table salt, lachesis muta, the venom of the bushmaster snake, opium, and thyroidinum, thyroid hormone, unquote. How many people around the world use homeopathic potions, which are almost entirely water? That's hard to say because homeopathic medicine has many more remedies than just the highly diluted solutions. But 200 million is a number quoted for people using homeopathic medicine in general. With that, what's the next mystery for water? The work of Dr. Masaru Emoto, who we touched on in another episode, the claim is that human consciousness can have an effect on the molecular structure of water. That again, it suggests that water has some kind of memory. Is there a scientific explanation for this? The data seems to be entirely empirical, empirical meaning based on observation of the outcome. Masaru Emoto, through high-speed photography of thousands, thousands of water crystals, demonstrated that the most beautiful crystals are formed when the water exposed the words love and gratitude. Did Dr. Emoto use water for healing? Yes, and I should mention that Masaru Emoto passed away in 2014. He was an academic and doctor of alternative medicine. Here's part of an interview from the Fractal Enlightenment website. Quote, I use HADO, vibrational measuring device called MRA, which can measure negative emotional vibration that a human has. And when it is detected, opposite vibration can be added to the water by drinking that water the negative feeling will go away, unquote. What is a HADO MRA measuring device? A description of HADO is provided by Masaru Emoto on the HADO Energy website. Quote, HADO is the intrinsic vibration pattern at the atomic level in all matter, the smallest unit of energy. It is the basis, it is the energy of human consciousness, unquote. MRI, oh, sorry, MRA, refers to Magnetic Resonance Analyzer Instrument. Again, from the same source, Masaru Emoto gives an explanation. 
quote, all substances and phenomena have their own unique magnetic resonant field, resonance field. The field is converted electromagnetically and made into four or five digit numbers through spectroscopy. The numbers are the so-called MRA codes. When the codes are entered into the MRA device, the magnetic resonance field for that code is generated and applied to the subject by two contact probes. The measurements are expressed in sound and or figures. Um, the measurements are expressed in sound and or figures will tell the operator whether or not the subject is resonating and to what extent, unquote. Although Dr. Emoto's work is fascinating, I think we should move on to the next mystery of water. Yes, the next mystery is that water exists in two forms, also water and para-water. Para that must be really something new. I don't think that idea is in chemistry textbooks. Yes, the discovery became public in May of 2018. Here is a quote from the Science Daily website. Quote, water molecules exist in two different forms with almost identical physical properties. For the first time, researchers have succeeded in separating the two forms to show that they can exhibit different chemical reactivities. These results were reported by the researchers, sorry, by researchers from the University of Baal and their colleagues in Hamburg in their scientific journal, Nature Communications, unquote. Two types of water with different reactivities is kind of mind-blowing if you're a chemist. So what's the explanation? The same article continues, quote, from a chemical perspective, water is a molecule in which a single oxygen atom is linked to two hydrogen atoms. It is less well known that water exists in two different forms, isomers, at the molecular level. The difference lies in the relative orientation of the nuclear spins of the two hydrogen atoms. Depending on whether the spins are aligned in the same or opposite direction, one refers to ortho or para water, unquote. Both ortho or para water have identical physical properties so the scientists had so the scientists had to invent a means of separating them but once they are separated what's the difference in reactivities again from the same article quote it was demonstrated that para water reacts about 25 percent faster than also water this effect can be explained in terms of the nuclear spin also influencing the rotation of water molecules as a result different attractive forces act between the reaction partners Para water is liable to attract its reaction partner more strongly than the ortho form, which leads to an increased chemical reactivity. Computer simulations confirm these experimental findings. Unquote. Oh, presumably there could be a future application for more reactive water. But what is the next mystery? The next mystery is another recent discovery. This is, this is a form of water called super ionic ice, but not on this planet. The following is from the Science Mag website from February of 2018. Quote, scientists created a new form of water called super ionic ice that acts like a weird cross between a solid and a liquid, the New York Times reports. The substance, which consists of a fluid of hydrogen ions running through a lattice of oxygen, was formed by compressing water between two diamonds and then zapping it with a laser. That caused pressures to spike to more than a million times those of Earth's atmosphere and temperatures to rise to thousands of degrees. Conditions scientists have predicted may lead to the formation of superionic ice. This kind of water doesn't exist naturally on Earth, the scientists report in Nature Physics, but it could be present in the mantles of icy planets like Neptune and Uranus. That's fascinating science, but does it explain anything about planets like Neptune or Uranus? Apparently, it could be a big deal in explaining magnetic anomalies. The following is part of the New York Times article, which we referred to just earlier. Quote, the superonic ice could explain the lopsided off-center magnetic fields of Uranus and Neptune, the solar system's seventh and eighth planets that are known as ice giants and were visited briefly by NASA's Voyager 2 spacecraft in the 1980s. Instead of Earth's magnetic field generated at the core of the planet, the fields of these icy bodies may originate in part within shells of superionic ice inside their mantles." Unquote. What's the next mystery? It's a mystery kind of, but water doesn't actually freeze at zero degrees Celsius or 30 degrees Fahrenheit. 
Okay, is that on top of Mount Everest or on one of Neptune's moons? On planet Earth. Here's part of an article from the website Seeker from December of 2017. The name Nielsen referred to is Anders Nielsen, a professor of chemical physics at Stockholm University. I've made one change, a piece of slang is replaced with the word contaminants. Here's the paraphrase. It's important to understand that ice freezes at 30 degrees Fahrenheit only when it contains impurities. Absolutely pure water, on the other hand, might not freeze despite sitting for years in sub-zero temperatures. In 2011, scientists discovered, that, scientists discovered that water can remain a liquid until around minus 50 degrees, 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Most people think water freezes at zero degrees Celsius, but that, that is because you have contaminants in it, contaminants in it said Nielsen. Um, minus 55 degrees Fahrenheit is about minus 40 degree, 48 degrees Celsius. I don't think that the University of Stockholm isn't just cleaning up water to see at which temperature it actually freezes. But how do they keep it pure? It will dissolve a little bit of whatever it's contained in. But what is the overall point of the research? They are claiming that there are two types of water. Here's a quote from the same Seeker website article. Quote, using mile-long X-ray lasers in Japan and South Korea, Nielsen and his team were able to watch water molecules in millisecond-long clips as they transformed under increasingly cold temperatures. The article continues. Nielsen's team discovered that water will expand and contract as it grows colder, alternating between regular water and denser water that is around 20% heavier. Peculiarly, the alternate, alternating, peculiarly, the alternating between less dense and more dense states intensifies as the temperature drops. Then at around minus 48, 47 Fahrenheit, it hits a 50-50 point where the fluctuations are equal. At colder temperatures, the fluctuations slow down again and it eventually starts becoming icy. At those super cool temperatures, water separates like oil and water in a jar, says Nielsen. He suggested a dental water would look like milk. At issue are the atomic bonds that comprise water molecules. Ice molecules have more space within their atomic structures than water molecules. That's why they float in water. As temperature cool, as temperatures cool, pure water molecules use that space to become more and more, more and less dense versions of themselves. Unquote. Minus 47 degrees Fahrenheit is about minus 44 degrees Celsius. We'll have to continue discussing the mysteries of water after this short break. And you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net. here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's author of a fascinating book, 
Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Future Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Of God, you have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simo TV. Simo TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we were discussing the mystery of what temperature water might actually freeze at. But changing subjects, why is it believed that hot water will freeze quicker than cold water when it is put in a freezer? That, on the face of it, makes no sense, as the hot water will have a lot more heat to get rid of before it can actually freeze. It's called the Mapemba effect, named after Erasto Barsomna. Bartholomew Mapemba, who discovered it in 1963. Arasta was about 13 years old at the time. Here is, a, here is part of an article from the website sci.org. Quote, Scientists have known for generations that hot water can sometimes freeze faster than cold, an effect known as the Mapemba effect, but until now have not understood why. Several theories have been proposed, but one scientist believes he has the answer. Theories for the Mapemba effect have included faster evaporation of hot water, which reduces the volume left to freeze, formation of a frost layer on cold water, insulating it, different concentrations of solutes, such as carbon dioxide, which is driven off when the water is heated, unquote. The problem is that the effect does not always appear and cold water often freezes faster than hot water. There must be another explanation. This is my oversimplified version of an alternative explanation. Scientist Zai Zhang at the Nanyang Technological University in Singapore has provided this explanation. Water molecules become further apart in warmer water, which allows the chemical bonds in water molecules to shrink, giving up energy, which acts to cool the water. This can happen because water molecules are attracted to each other, and when they are farther apart, there's less local force on the chemical bonds in the water molecules. Changing subjects again, water exists in mineral crystals as water of crystallization, which often gives color to what are solid crystals. Apparently, there's a lot of water tied up in minerals, which has been a discussion for the planet Mars. But for planet Earth, here's part of a New Science article from 2017. Quote, the deep earth holds about the same amount of water as our oceans. 
That's the conclusion from experiments on rocks typical of those the mantle transition zone. A global buffer layer 410 to 660 kilometers beneath us that separates the upper from the lower mantle. It is our estimation, if our estimation is correct, it means that there's a large amount of water in the deep earth, says Hongzhan Fei at the University of Beirut in Germany. The total amount of water in the deep earth is nearly the same as the mass of all the world's oceans, ocean water. The results add to mounting evidence that there is much more water than expected beneath us, mostly locked up within the crystals and minerals designs rather than liquid water, unquote. 410 to 660 kilometers is about 250 to 410 miles. I wondered how volcanoes put out water vapor with all the heat, lava, and smoke. But I think it's time for the first question. Can water diviners actually find sources of fresh water by using dousing rods? If used properly, yes. If all the water on Earth was evenly spread over the Earth's surface, would it have a depth of about two and a quarter miles? Yes, that could be said. There is not enough fresh water on the planet with many parts of the world suffering from a lack of it. What can be done through science to help people without enough fresh water? So the problem is there is enough enough water available. The problem is turning it into fresh water. So the oceans obviously have an almost endless supply of water. It's a problem of getting the impurities such as salt out of the water so it's drinkable. So the next steps in science are instead of focusing on the ready fresh water, is focusing on more ways to change the water into fresh water. So as more and more chemicals are introduced, more water is being basically destroyed. There needs to be more common, more concern on how to make this fresh water and make it faster. So this is something obviously that partially exists, but there needs to be more funding into it. More instead of trying smaller techniques, there's an overall technique. So to be able to do this, there are lots of ways scientists can look at animals, where animals are actually very good and very adaptive in finding fresh water, and even themselves converting it in certain cases. If the ozone layer on Earth was destroyed, what would happen to water on this planet? Basically, the water would have to go somewhere. So instead of the water cycle being in its current cycle, where it is basically not created or destroyed, the water would actually be able to travel into space and to other parts. So the ozone layer isn't important just for oxygen that people rely on, but also for water, since it would have more chance of actually leaving the planet and going elsewhere. How much different would gravity have to be to lose all the water on the planet? So for the interaction between gravity and water, currently it's, you could say, the water is in a way adapted to the current gravity situation. So water is used to gravity like it is on Earth. So you see water behave in very different ways, for example, in space, on spaceships, etc. So the biggest problem is that gravity is what's causing the whole cycle to continue. So you can think of it as a giant cycle where gravity helps keep the water up and down, basically. So if the gravity shifted, it would create kind of, you could think of it as a square instead of a circle, where there would be these harder points that the water would have to go through. So even a smaller change in gravity could really affect the whole process. The moon and sun affect the tides by moving water around the planet. Why doesn't gravity affect the water in the Great Lakes as it does in the oceans? Basically how the whole system is at play. So you can think of it, how is it set up? So the oceans are the majority of water, therefore it's affected. The lakes, for example, you can even think of the Great Lakes, which are large, are not affected as much. So the sun and moon are only responsible for affecting the larger bodies of water, which are set up in a way where the water can continue on its cycles. So that's something that needs to be looked at into more, where the tides are not just the tides, but also involved in this whole water, water cycle. Sea levels are rising, so is there any effect that we have to worry about regarding the delicate balance of water, gravity, and the ozone layer? So the overall problem is that with pollution in general, it really does affect the water. So it's not just the climate change, but also the causes or supposed causes of climate change. So when you introduce different factors into water, such as different chemicals, it makes it harder for the cycle to continue. Or with, with regards to the water rising levels rising, the issue with this basically is everything is going to eventually freeze. So it's not the now that's worried about, it's the future 
where there will be an eventual shift of everything freezing as a natural cycle does, where there is a melting stage in the freezing stages. So that's when a possible ice age could hit, which would just not, not only affect the oceans, but also the continents. Is it a function of water to change geology over time? So the general answer is yes, but in more explanation, is that when the Earth goes through a major change, such as you can see in Ice Age, etc., it basically shifts the entire Earth into a new stage. So the water works together in a way with the Earth where the Earth changes everything. So you can think of it as someone starting a new life, where they may change their name, they may change who they are, they may also change their appearance. It's similar after the Ice Age, the glaciers go through, etc., where the whole landscape changes too. With ice taking up more space and water, is part of water's function to degrade rocks into smaller pieces by fracturing them through water seeping into crevices as part of the freeze-thaw cycle? Yes, so water was able to basically make an impact on the soil, which was part of the design where it could cut through soil and rock. If water wasn't sticky and couldn't work against gravity in narrow vessels in the body, would it have meant no life on Earth or different forms of life? Yes, not life as we know it. Did all the water on Earth arrive in comets and asteroids between 3.8 billion and 4.5 billion years ago during the late heavy bombardment? That's the current understanding, yes. Did water arrive on Earth at another time? Yes. Is that associated with the Great Flood of Noah? That could be said. Was the Great Flood of Noah associated with planet Earth changing its location in the solar system? Yes, among other ways that Earth got water. So in general, there's the movement of the planet when the water, you can say, travels more to the Earth. How did water just happen to be most dense at about four degrees Celsius with just the right, with just the right intermolecular bonding and just the right geometric molecular arrangement? Basically, since it fits together like a puzzle, so water had to be adequate for just the right everything. So water was created to fit the puzzle pieces and to be the perfect match. Is there anything significant in the molecular arrangement of water being pyramid-like? Yes. Can you say more about that? Basically, the geometric shape of the pyramid is very strong and stable. So as a building element, it again is the puzzle piece that just is just right. So a pyramid has its own properties, which includes its strength. For homeopathic potions, does repeated dilution followed by forceful striking on an elastic body increase effectiveness? In some people's minds, yes. What does forceful striking on an elastic body do to the diluted solution? It's thought that it basically strengthens the properties. Is it possible for water to have memory to retain characteristics from the original starting solution before dilution? It's possible, yes. Don't think we got time for the next question before the break, Justina. Yes, we'll continue with the questions and the psychic insight about the mysteries of water after this short break. And you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net. here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. 
Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon. UFOs are real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we are going through the questions and psychic insight about the mysteries of water. So, Dad, can you please continue? Yes. For the law of similars or similarity principle... Is every disease curable by substances causing similar symptoms when they are taken by a healthy patient? Again, that's in some people's beliefs, yes. So it really depends on the individual basis. So that's not always 100% accurate. Is the law of similars a basic law of nature? In a way, yes. It's not one of the founding laws, but it works a lot of the time. Is it true that the minimum dose is the dose necessary to trigger the body's intrinsic healing response? Yes, basically the minimum, though, is based on an individual person. So the mathematics can vary from person to person. Is it true that the single remedy requires no need for further medication once the body's healing response is triggered? That depends on what you are actually trying to heal, so that's not correct for everything. Why would arsenic oxide, table salt, snake venom, opium, or thyroid hormone be used to, to used in diluted solutions in homeopathy? Basically to trigger responses from the human body. So it triggers a response where the body reacts to it and tries to fight it in different ways. Is the success of homeopathy dependent on the patient believing in homeopathy as a cure? In some cases, yes. So overall, there needs to be a strong belief, but it's also on a very individual basis. So again, it is always best to go to trained professionals and understand that there are always people who believe they're trained in things like homeopathy, but there are also people who think that they're actually trained in it. So that's the issue. As put forward by Masaru Emoto, can a HADO measuring device called an MRA measure negative human emotional vibration in that belief system yes as also put forward by Masaru Emoto can an opposite vibration be added to water and by drinking that water the negative feeling will go away again that's very belief driven so if someone believes it will work yes it will work is HADO the intrinsic vibration pattern at the atomic level in all matter the smallest unit of energy there's more to it than that. Can you say any more about HADO? There's more to be discovered, so it is not the basic unit, no. Is the basis of HADO the energy of human consciousness? There's again more to be studied there, so not exactly. Do all substances and phenomena have their own unique magnetic resonance field? Yes. Can magnetic resonance fields be converted electromagnetically to be made into four or five digit numbers or MRA codes through spectroscopy? It can be tried, yes. When MRI, MRA codes are entered into the MRA device and a field for that code is generated and applied to the subject by two contact probes, can measurements expressed in sound and or figures indicate whether the subject is resonating and what and to what extent 
In a way, yes. So it can basically be attempted, yes. Can water exist as two isomers, ortho-water and para-water? Yes. Does the difference between ortho and para-water lie in the relative orientation of the nuclear spins of the two hydrogen atoms, which spins either align in the same direction or in the opposite direction? Yes, that's true. Is para-water able to attract its reaction partner more strongly than the ortho form, which leads to an increased chemical reactivity? Yes. Does para-water react about 25% faster than ortho-water? Yes. Does super-ionic super ice that acts like a weird cross between a solid and a liquid, which consists of a fluid of hydrogen ions running through a lattice of oxygen, exist in the solar system? Yes, it does. Is super-ionic ice present in the mantles of icy planets like Neptune and Uranus? Among others, yes. Does the existence of superionic ice help explain the lopsided off-center magnetic fields of Neptune and Uranus? Yes, among other different properties about the planets. Do other planets have superionic ice besides Neptune and Uranus? So they're scattered throughout the entire solar system. Does ice actually freeze at zero degrees Celsius only when it contains impurities? From current measurements, yes. Can extremely pure water remain a liquid until around minus 48 degrees Celsius? Again, depending on environmental factors. So pressure, for example, needs to be in play. But if the conditions were right, yes. As water is supercooled to temperatures well below zero Celsius, can it separate into denser water and less dense water, with the purer water being less dense? If that was possible, yes. Can hot water freeze faster than cold, known as the Membemba effect, due to faster evaporation of hot water, reducing the volume left to freeze? Yes, that is true. Does the Membemba effect occur due to the formation of a frost layer on cold water, insulating it? Yes. Does the Membemba effect occur due to different concentrations of solutes, such as carbon dioxide, which are driven off when water is heated? Among other different impurities, yes. Does the Mabemba effect occur because water molecules become further apart in warmer water, allowing the chemical bonds in water molecules to shrink, giving up energy, which acts to cool the water? And also these impurities, so that also affects the chemical bonds of the pure water. Why does the Mabemba effect only occur some of the time? Basically because of environmental factors. So again, the environment has to be just right. So it depends on what's going on around the system. So in a closed system would need to happen for the properties to be just right. Does the deep earth hold about the same amount of water as our oceans? That is assumed at this point, yes. Do rocks typical of those in the mantle transition zone, a global buffer layer 410 to 660 kilometers below the surface, contain significant amounts of water? Yes, they do. Do we currently know most of the mysteries of water, or are we still scratching the surface? Just scratching the surface, there's a lot more at play, where water is actually, one, used in the body, two, why the body actually needs it, and three, why it isn't so important to the earth. Why is life as we know it, animals and humans, so dependent on water? Basically, the simple answer is because humans and animals are made up of so much percentage of water. So their bodies are a lot of water, obviously, among different compounds, but mostly water, but is also the center for life. So water is something with its unique properties that everything is able to exist on. So not only plants, animals, but also different humans or even other species you can think of are said to depend on water since it has such unique properties. So it is the element that actually makes up the core of life, which is interesting. Since, for example, you can take a different compound, so take something like arsenic oxide mentioned earlier. Humans and life in general do not have to rely on this one substance. So water has been designed perfectly so that life can be supported and even made out of it. What can, what can we learn from such a common substance that we all depend on being so surprising and mysterious? Basically the concept of where water actually comes from. So it's quite known that water has to come from somewhere and more obviously in the universe. 
but water is actually quite common in different forms throughout the universe. So Earth is not the only place that water is, which can be taken from the general standpoint of different forms of water, and also with the point that there are other planets that do have the right system to support life. So the problem is discovering these and advancing technology to be able to discover these. But the thought that Earth could be the only planet where water could be is a very interesting thought that a lot of people have. When you really think about the bigger picture, it's way more likely that there's another planet out there that's a lot like Earth. Is extraterrestrial life dependent on water? If other extraterrestrials exist on other planets, in theory, they would need water, yes, to be able to survive. So the theory that is if you find water, you find extraterrestrials is very, you can say, on point for the most part. How was water designed to enable life, including ice floating on water, and not the other way around, uh, which is normal for other substances? So that question is difficult since most people think the way where life is depending on water, but water was actually there before life even began. So the life formed around the concept of water. So water was created, the properties were already molded, and then life based their life and their being on this form. So the water had to come before the life was even formed. That was the last answer. It's a theory that if you find water on another planet, you may also find extraterrestrial life. Too good to be true. That depends on what you are prepared to believe. Well, we don't have much time left, but uh, some of that was a bit uh, worrying and mind-boggling. And also, we think we understand a lot in science about something, and now we discover we really don't understand that much. I think the biggest takeaway is that the environment is something we need to take care of, and that includes water. So it seems like the water cycle is this very unique balance, and if it's thrown out of the balance, uh, there may be different repercussions. Yes, I think the major crime is that um, um, the oceans, for example, seen as to be massive and, uh, um, you know, without end, and they're used as garbage cans, and that really is a crime. And uh, to talk about climate change and all that good stuff that's going on, and there's a big political debate, really it comes down to one thing, just stop polluting the planet. Well, on that note, we'll mention our Facebook page at Too Good To Be True with the first two spelled T-W-O and our website at TooGoodToBeTrue.net. And as always, thank you so much for listening. If you have any suggestions, feel free to contact us. And as always, we look forward to next week's show. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? 
The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. <laughs> 